Divided the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. Good morning. Welcome to the show. December 23rd already. Isn't that amazing? Two more days before Christmas. Merry Christmas, by the way. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry, very, Merry Christmas. I hope you'll be safe on the road. A lot of people traveling. It's cold in some parts of the country. Lots of snow in some parts of the country. Be safe out there, folks. Hey, I hope you had a good weekend as well. I did. It was very interesting. Mama Mia, kind of an interesting thing. Really good church service on yesterday. Really very, very interesting. Kind of wind down the year uh, church service. And um, our theme this year, Renewal of the Mind from Within. Very interesting feedback from that. You'll be able to see it later today by going to bondinfo.org. Bondinfo.org and log in after 12 p.m. at 12 p.m. today, Pacific Standard Time. All right, so check it out. Uh, I think you'll like it. All SS 24-7 past members can definitely check it out. Uh, lots of stuff to cover today, by the way. Uh, in the uh, Right after the first break this morning, uh, Glenn Miller will be here, white nationalist, nationalist. Uh, and we're going to talk about the reason behind black-on-white violence. Also, I want to know what is a white nationalist. I have no clue. I asked my producer. He didn't seem to know, even though he booked the guy. Do you know what it is? Andre? James didn't know. Huh? James didn't know. James didn't know. Wow. He said he didn't. He better not know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But he did not know, according to James. Uh, <clears throat> but we'll talk to Glenn about it. In the uh, second hour, uh, it's Monday, Preachers in the Pulpit, our Kenneth Tanner, We'll be here, Church of the Holy Redeemer. Uh, Christmas is for worship, not concerned about the wall on Christmas. Glenn is, I mean, Kenneth is not concerned uh, uh, about the wall on Christmas. We're going to find out why in the Preachers in the Pulpit Hour, during the Preachers in the Pulpit Hour, next hour. And third hour, love as Christ loved you. Isn't that amazing? Love as Christ love you. No need for a black Santa, a black Messiah. Also, love and marriage. A major decline among blacks and whites when it comes to marriage. It is starting to change. Not for the good. I'm going to talk about that in the third hour. In the meantime, you can get involved now. I am taking your phone calls at 888 Five three seven seven three eight 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 seven seven J E S S E. No I in the Jesse. No I. Hands off my white Santa. I want my white Santa to stay white. I grew up with a white Santa. I want to keep it that way. Isn't that amazing? Also. If you uh, don't have health care, today is the last day, the deadline to sign up for Obamacare today. If you can get online 
if you can sign up, if they accept your sign up, <laughs> if it's real, I mean, it's a mess, folks. People don't know if they signed up or not. Up in Oregon, they are telling you, well, you have two more days or a couple more days. Come back, try later. Uh, in the meantime, thousands and millions of people lost their private insurance. Obama have uh, has asked the uh, private insurance company, oh, can you please just give them an extension or don't throw them off. Let them keep their insurance that they thought that they were going to keep because he lied about it. It's a mess. What a mess. And yet Obama is still saying, he's out there saying, well, nothing wrong with the health care plan. It is working. All is well. Don't worry about it. Please sign up. And then he's saying, pass the word around. And the reason for that is because a lot of folks are not are not are not getting through. They're not signing up. And then you put your information out there, someone can get your information from the uh, Obamacare website. Someone can get your information. Isn't that amazing? What a mess this man has put this country in. Talking about creating a ghetto, I told you, I told you, and I'm sorry to have to rub it in. I really am. I wish I didn't have to. But I told you that Obama would turn America into a ghetto. Lo and behold, lo and behold, he's done it in five years. He turned the country into a ghetto. I wish I had been wrong by that, but I was not. Later on, we have a soundbite from Barbara Waters being interviewed. She said that they thought Obama would be the next messiah. I know a lot of black people thought he was the next messiah. They was like, we're sure that God sent Obama. That's why Obama is there. God put him there. I'm like, why would God put the son of Satan over a Judeo-Christian nation? God did it. No, God did not do it. The blind voters did it. Not God. Yes, he did. God did it. God put him there. Has God not wanted him to be there? He would not have been there. He would not be there. Oh, no. God didn't have anything to do with it. I wonder if they still think God put him there. I would venture to say yes, they still believe God put Obama as the head, and Big Mama Michelle, Satan's daughter, as the head of a Judeo-Christian nation. Never mind that the guy lie, 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 and continue to lie, 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 lie. Never mind that he's turned America upside down. Never mind that he's managed to divide the races worse than any other president that ever walked the nation. Never mind that the guy is, uh, has, I mean, just put us in debt, over $17 trillion in debt. Never mind. Just never mind. He's still put there by God. And I'm wondering why would God do that to us? God didn't do it, Jesse. 
So if you can get online to sign up, they're telling you to go there and sign up. Lots of folks are not taking that risk. Otherwise, after January 1st, you will be fined $2,000 or more, $2,000. And if your job is providing health insurance for you, you know, a lot of people get jobs that provide health insurance, which is a good benefit. Nothing wrong with that. But you're going to lose that. Many, many, many people are going to lose their health insurance plan on provided by their job. So next year, and I hate to tell you this during Christmas season, all hell is going to break loose. The good thing about it, um, uh, election time are coming up next year. We got a chance to vote, and we can put this man on hold, put him on hold for another three years. All he can do is just be there, run his mouth, and get nothing done. He can't continue to destroy the country. I would love to stop him. Employee mandate kicks in after the holiday, January 1, when you go back from eating in Turkey and praising God and, you know, having a good time. You're going back to some bad situations. And I'm sorry to have to warn you of that. But it's true. When you come, go back to reality, folks. So pray to God that a miracle should happen because you're not going to be happy. Back, Glenn Miller is with me. He is a white nationalist. Uh, Glenn Miller is a longtime white nationalist from Montana. And I'm told that he's a close friend of Craig Cobb. Uh, in the news for wanting to build an all-white town in North Dakota. All-white town. Isn't that where the oil is? <laughs> I think the oil is up in North Dakota. Uh, he is here to discuss the real reason that there is and has been so much black-on-white violence. Glenn uh, has appeared on Howard Stern, Alan Combe, and many other other shows when he ran for uh, U.S. Senate and Congress. We're going to tell you how to get to his website as well. Glenn, good morning, sir, and Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, good morning to you too, Jesse. Uh, I'm a longtime fan of yours. You might be interested in knowing, and also I'm uh, I'm from Missouri, not Montana. Oh, okay. No, it says that. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got you. Well, I appreciate that, man. Good morning and Merry Christmas. Thank you again for being here. It's my pleasure. Um, uh, Glenn, what, first, what is a uh, white nationalist? What is that? What is that exactly? Well, separatists, national separatists, same thing. We believe in uh, separ- separation of the races as a cure for racism and for all the turmoil, racial turmoil that we have. Uh, we believe that racial separation is, is uh, good for all people, not just white people, but... We believe it's good for us because, as you know, the white race is dwindling in number rapidly. We're dying out. That's not an overstatement. We are literally dying out, not just in the United States, but in every single white country. And why is that? Well, this culture that we live in today, 
the society, MTV, pornography, drugs, soap operas, blah, 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 is not conducive to white couples having white children. A lot of white, you're right, a lot of white adult married couples are not having children anymore, or they only have one at best, two. Yeah, that, our, uh, our birth rate, I think it's something around 1.5 now, and uh, you need 2.1 just to stay even in number, you know. Why so do we're, I... we're dropping rapidly. We're dropping rapidly. The other people, blacks are not do not have a high birth rate either, you might know. Uh, Hispanics have a huge birth rate. Yeah, that's true. And so you believe that if there was a uh, all-white state, all-black state, all-Hispanic state, everybody lived in their own little corner, that it would cut back on the, the racism, the violence, and the things that's happening in our country today? Yeah, I think it's inevitable anyway that there'll be a racial separation because the economy is going to collapse soon. That means welfare, food stamps, and all the other good is going to be cut off, and that's going to trigger widespread uh, riots, murders, massacres, slaughters, bloodshed, race wars coast to coast. That's what I see. I don't see any any way out of that. And... uh, when that happens, when the economy collapses, I advocate that uh, that the various racial groups come together and the leaders and negotiate uh, separation of races. You know who goes where. Why can't people just live together? I mean, why? Why? I mean, we are human beings created in the image of God. We all are. Why can't we just all live together and get along? Well, it's never happened before. <laughs> Nowhere in the world. And why is that, though? Because of uh, the the inherent uh, racial aspects of people. You know, uh, probably, in my estimation, 98% of blacks hate white people. They literally hate white people. You know, they, they most of them try to hide it, but and most of them will deny it. But the fact of the matter is, they do hate us. And why do you think that? Because they're taught to hate us. Yeah. Well, I agree you know, that you know, most the, uh, black people they, do hate white people. That's for sure. I, I wish I didn't have to agree with that, but it's true. Most blacks, I don't know if it's 98%, but most blacks do hate white Americans. That's yeah, for sure. That's, that's unfortunate. It's true. It didn't used to be that way. Of course, back when, when you and I were growing up, it wasn't nearly as bad. No. But uh, there's a book out called Hating Whitey by David Horowitz. Have you read that book? I haven't read it, but I'm familiar with it, and I do know David, so yeah. It's a- yeah, he's, uh, he says, quote, ideological hatred of whites is now an expanding industry in educational institutions. Yeah. The fact is that in America it is not tolerable to hate blacks, but it's perfectly okay in our politically correct culture to hate white people. It's taught, you know, uh, all the movies put out mainly by Jews. Jews control Hollywood, as we all know. Uh, you know, movies like Roots, A Time to Kill, Ghosts of Mississippi, Amistad, The Middle Passage. There are countless uh, movies, documentaries, that teach black people to hate us. You know, they show scenes, for example, in Amistad, I assume you watch that movie, of, black, of white men beating naked blacks who are chained they're chained together naked, and white men are beating the hell out of them with whips. Women, too. Women are laying down in that movie naked, 
being beaten by white men. One of them has a little baby in their arms. Well, I don't know if the Jews and, and, own and, everything, and, but I, and, uh, I now, do you know. know show, showing scenes like that to young, impressionable yeah. black people. Children. Yeah, it's not good. I, I agree. Now, wait, it, it, it actually teaches them to hate us. Yes. And the Jews do that deliberately. Well, I don't know if the Jews doing it. I, I know that Hollywood well, you know Jews control the media. Come on now, Jess. Let's be honest. With Hollywood, one Hollywood definitely uh, put out a lot of violent films. I don't even go watch the black films anymore because they are all about racism. And it's all. It's all. I mean, just they're put out there just to get you angry in order to divide the races. But let me ask you, Glenn. Let me ask. Are you, uh, 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 many people think that you are a racist. Are you a racist? Yeah, I think I am. I think everybody is. And, and why everybody are you? Everybody is. And you what, know, all blacks. What is know, a racist, what, Glenn? What is a racist? You say you are. What is a racist? One one who prefers to be uh, among their own people and who has a desire to work for the interests of their own people. Do you hate all black people? I wouldn't say hate. You know, I don't think white people are even capable of hatred much. It's not in our temperament. You know the white people, what I can. We're easygoing. We forgive quickly. Uh, we take a lot of abuse before we stand up and fight back. That's the way white people are. And we all know that. All blacks know that and all Hispanics and everybody else knows it the way that we are. We're easy targets. So if you don't, you say you don't hate black people, but how can you be a racist if you don't hate? I, I just love my own people far more than any other people. But you can call me. I'm not uncomfortable. If you want to call me a racist, feel perfectly free. I have a lot of hatred in me, too. I love to hate. Oh, I adore it. And why is that? Because if people who are not capable of hate are not capable of love. In other words, if, you don't have, if you're not capable of strong feelings, dislike something that wants to harm you or your family, if you don't have an intense dislike for that, then you, you can't possibly love them. So do you hate blacks, Hispanics, anybody other than white folks? Well, I hate Jews, most definitely. Uh, compare, uh, compared to our Jewish problem, other problems are just plain distractions. The Jews are our biggest problem. And what you know, have the, what the Jews Lewis done Farrakhan to you? Tells the truth. Louis Farrakhan tells the truth about the Jews. And <laughs> I agree with him. He's my favorite black man, by the way. But Louis Farrakhan would hate a person like you. I don't think so. Not at all. Not you, at all. But you're white. Louis Farrakhan don't like white people. Well, he, uh, he understands and he preaches that it's not whitest fault. The Jews... Call the shots, Jesse. Let me take a break. 888-775-3773. 888-77-JESSE. Back in a moment. Okay, folks, welcome back. Preachers in the pulpit coming up in the second hour today. Uh-uh, uh-uh, Merry Christmas. I am taking your phone calls at 888-775-3773. 888-77-JESSE. Uh, Glenn Miller is my guest. He's a white nationalist. He uh, also ran for uh, U.S. Senate and Congress at one point. He's appeared on Alan Combe and Howard Stern and other shows. He is here, and he wants a separate state for white folks only. 
Uh, Glenn, you contacted us. How did you hear about us? Well, I've I've watched you on TV for many many years. I always uh, you know respected you for for your courage and standing up against the uh, you know black establishment. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I just I thought I could uh, you know offer your listeners you know some input that would to help them in their in their uh, quest for truth. But get back to Jews run Hollywood. There's a uh, the Jews publish a uh, a magazine. It's called Moment. M O M E N T. Mm-hmm. And if you just Google moment, Jews run Hollywood, so what? Well, I'll check, words, I'll check it out, but that, let me that, ask you. Those, those words were appeared on the cover of, a, of one of their magazines. Uh, a guy by the name of Michael Medved, you probably know him. He's a radio talk show. He's a Jewish guy. Yes. But he, he wrote the article saying that it's stupid to deny that Jews control Hollywood. He said, it's so blatantly obvious. Well, I'm not sure who controls Hollywood, but I am concerned about your hatred. Are you, let me ask Glenn, 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 uh, hey, Glenn, 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 hold on, hold on. Uh, Are you a Christian? No. Oh, you're not a Christian? No way. And why not? Uh, Well, I think it's a slave's religion. Oh, it is? Yeah, and I don't believe it anyway, you know, uh, God of the universe who controls everything going on in the universe and God produced a baby of a virgin woman <laughs> you know that's just, just I can't can't buy all that Do you? He, he, he walked on water barefooted you know how the hell can sane people believe that and then you believe in that uh, uh, dead kike on a stick as your savior that so, is the most absurd slave-like mentality I can imagine. So, Glenn, you do not believe in God at all? I believe in nature, Mother Nature, sweet Mother Nature. That is God. That is God. And we've gotten away from nature. We should learn from nature and not try to rule it and not try to control it and dominate it. And but, so but you, you, know, uh, you, you were created, purpose. Glenn, hold on. You, may, you were created by sweet Mother Nature. That's, how, that's who created you? Yeah. Amazing. And so when you well, die... Who do you think, God? When you die, where will you go? Oh, hell, I'm, I'm going to go for a long, peaceful <laughs> sleep, about, about, a, about a, a trillion centuries. Do you, have, do you have a wife and children? Yes, I have uh, five beautiful children and a wonderful wife. And, uh, and have and, you taught them the same thing? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah! I insist that they believe it too. You insist that they believe it. Have you? Yeah. So and have I you t- taught told, them to? I told, I told all five of my children: if you ever date any anybody but a white person, I will kill you. Wow! And and they know I'm serious. So and they're all grown and married now. And none of and them dated outside their race. That's that's correct. Absolutely, absolutely. Wh- they they believe their daddy. But, and I think it's a it's a crime. It's a racial sin. It is treason for a black man to go with a white woman. That's treason, racial how old treason. Are, how old are you, Glenn? I'm seventy three. Oh, I see. Eight 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 seven seven five three seven seven three. Let's take some calls. Let's go out to Hampton, Virginia, and talk to Rick. Rick, good morning, sir. Merry Christmas. You are with Glenn Miller. Hey, Jesse. Good morning to you. How you guys are doing this morning? All is well. Well, hey, Glenn Miller, I'd like to say good morning to you. Good morning to you. 
And I'll tell you why racism exists for, because um, it's, it's the teaching that these parents teach these kids, whites, black, Hispanics. You know, it's amazing when a kid is born, they don't even know nothing about hate until they get a hold of us. And um, just with some of that stuff you just said, like um, don't date a white person or I mean, don't date anything outside your race, that's, that's taught. You are teaching your kids to uh, be racist. And well, the, the, wrong, media black, black teaches, the media teaches blacks to hate us. Don't you agree? Well, you, I agree. I mean, I agree. Okay, you wrong. agree with that. Thank you. Thank you. See, I mean, that is our I main agree. problem. I'm trying to get across to Jesse. He's trying, he's trying to reduce black-on-white crime. And I'm telling him that he can't do that because the masters of the media, who are the Jews, deliberately incite racial hatred among white well, it's not the Jews' fault that no, blacks are hating white man. people. You can't blame that on the Jews. It, it, I just named yeah. you a list of movies that but, but incite still, racial hatred. I know, but every still, one of them was produced by Jews. Every one of those movies hold I mentioned, on. you were produced by Jews. Hold They're on, Glenn. Them. Hey, Glenn, hold on. Go ahead, uh, uh, Rick. Yeah, but it's just like, too, it's just like Farrakhan is blaming Jews for um, the financial uh, plight of um, blacks, isn't it? The Jews don't have anything to do with that. You can still love despite what they're exciting. And, and, and you know, the Jews, I, I, I can't even blame that on the Jew. Well, I, I, I wish you black people would show a little bit more love, but according to crime statistics, you don't have a whole lot of love for white people, and I do you. And, and, and I agree. I mean, like, like well, let's I love all about people. It. Let's expose I mean, the Jews who are sicking black people on white people. you got to expose them, I mean, and then you neutralize I mean, that, them. But you guys ain't got all. that good... Y'all don't have the guts to stand up to the Jews. That is the bottom line, sir. I mean, I can tell that anyone that's um, being racist, I don't care if you're Hispanic, Jew, whatever. If you oh, being racist, everybody's I'm racist. What's the matter with you? Come on now. Everybody's racist. Everybody, everybody, all blacks want to do what's good for black people. All Hispanics want to no, do what's I, good I, for Hispanics. But I disagree with you on that, Glenn. What I'm are you not, talking I about? I disagree with that, too. I'm not like that. But, Glenn, there like are blacks and whites and Jews and Hispanics and others want to do what's best for the country. Not what's best for some race. Yes, you do have... So, uh, racial people in this country, but all blacks, yes, all Jews, all whites, and all Hispanics are not racist. Yes, sir. I'm not, and I'm well, I'm, like I said, ninety eight percent. Look at blacks vote black, for example. They they vote they vote for the I, politicians that promise more for black people. The Jews they, they, vote they, for politicians that will promise to do they, more and more for the Jews. And who do they, who they, do the whites they, vote for? White people are so brainwashed and stupid, they don't know who the hell to vote for, so they're split right down the middle, meaning they have no political power at all. Uh, Glenn, did you vote for Obama? Uh, no, but I tell you what, I much prefer Obama over McCain. Why is much. that? Because McCain is a whore for Israel, and he promotes all these trillion-dollar Wars in the Middle East for Israel that has murdered millions of black and brown people that you ought to be concerned about, but but you're not because you're afraid of offending the Jews. I'm not afraid of offending anyone. I disagree with you that all Jews are racist. That's not true. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You sort of like Farrakhan now. He said the same thing. That he had to come back and renege on a, on a lot of stuff he said in the yeah. past. Too. Glenn going to regret this hatred in his heart. Uh, thank yeah. you, Rick, for your call. Back in a moment. Okay, Preachers in the Pulpit coming up in the next hour. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. 
888-775-3773. Glenn Miller is with me, a white nationalist. And uh, he believed that there should be separate state for all races. Everybody should have their own little corner to live in. I disagree, of course. We are human beings created in the image of God. And there is a thing called love. And if we love one another, we can all live together. Glenn doesn't agree with that. that. Glenn, let me ask, do you, um, do you love your children? Oh, yeah. And so how are... That's why. That's how why are you? The, how are you I'm, able to love your children but hate other people? You can't have both. Yes, you, yes, you can too. No, because, you cannot have uh, love uh, and uh, hate. You uh, either uh, have uh, one or the other. You can't have both. Well, you, uh, you already agreed that the white race is dying out. Right, but you already you, agreed that most blacks hate our guts. You already agreed to that. But that doesn't justify so, you so, hate it back. So, You'll hate so, it back. So, so my point is, let's separate. But I want to prove to you that Jews rule America. You know, the uh, Prime Minister of Israel, Eric Shalom, said this before the Knesset, you know, the Israeli... I want to uh, go back to my question first. Hold on. We heard all about the Jews. Hold on. No, you ain't heard about the Hold Jews Hold on. Either. So you uh, love your on. children. How can you love your children but hate other people? You can't have because both. Because I want to protect my children from that hate. But but, but if you have... Black people. Hate and violence, you know, hate and violence are two different things. I know, but, but Glenn, listen to me. If you have hatred, that's all you have to give to your children and anyone else. That's hogwash. No, you don't what? have. You can't have love what kind and of hate. Where are you living in? Your children, I, I guarantee you, your children are not happy people oh, because their father both happy and light. No people you've ever met. No, their life. father have passed hatred down to them. They can't be happy. They, they, they seem to thrive on it, just like your daddy. But Aaron Sharon said this. Hold on a minute. Hold on, Glenn. Let me you, tell you, you some you, more calls. You don't Let's go out to, hold on, hold on, Glenn. Let's go out to Georgia, Atlanta, and talk to Mel. Mel, good morning. You're on with Glenn <laughs> Miller. Uh, Mr. Miller. You. I agree with you. Thank you. I agree with everything you're saying about the Jews <laughs> and about you want to be separate. Okay. See, uh, 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 Mr. Miller, see, Peterson there, uh, we have a lot of, because uh, I know you listen to the radio show, and I'm one of the regular callers that calls him and disagree with everything he said, everything that Peterson said. See, uh, Mr. Miller, uh, Peterson, <laughs> he hate his own people. He hate his own color. Black people, he hate us. How in the world can he tell you about the way you want to, to uh, have your, uh, your your own people? He can't tell to tell you how about, why do you... Uh, about, about the Jews. And I, I I believe what you say. The Jews do uh, uh, control this country. Hey, Mel, like so... you said, that's a smart, that's a smart African American. They own the banks. They own Wall Street. They own everything in this country. And Jesse's afraid to say it. Mr. Miller, I'm going to call you Mr. Because I respect what you're saying. Wow. Because he's saying that... Louis Farrakhan? He, 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 he think the same way like you like you do. 
you talk about okay. Farrakhan? Yes. Oh, Mel, let me ask. So you hate Jesus, too? We not talking about like you said. Well, Jesus is a Jew. Right. Jesus was uh, is a Jew. But, Mel, let me ask. Mr. Miller, do you think Jesus was a Jew? What's the question? My question is this. Peterson saying that Jesus was a Jew. How can that be? I thought his his father was God. <laughs> See, you know, God, 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 That is the question. That's, That's what I asked. That's the question you asked me. Uh, yes. Kai on a stick. Do you agree with that, Mel? That's unbelievable, isn't it? Do you, do you agree with that, Mel? Look, I, look yeah, I, I agree with what we do have a God. But when it comes to God, he, he's a spirit. That's all the thing I ever was taught. Uh, you, he, he, he's not black. He's not, he's not white. He's a spirit. And he's and not. That's what, that's what Mr. Miller can tell you about. He don't believe in, but he believe in nature. So, Mel, let me ask you. You're saying Jesus was not a Jew. I don't know what color of Jesus, Jesus was. I don't know what his nationality was. Uh, so, spirit. have you ever read the Bible, Mel? <laughs> don't ask me no questions. I don't think I'm saying, Mr. Miller. I, Mel, I agree with Mel, everything Mel. you said. Mel, have you read uh, the scripture uh, before? Uh, 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 all the black leaders in, the, in, in this country, and all the things they're doing, they're doing the same thing that you're doing, Mr. Miller. You want, you want, to, you want to control your own white race. And Mel, do you want a, a separate state for the blacks? I wouldn't mind having one. For the blacks? I black? wouldn't mind having one. I'm just, just like Mr. Miller said, he want a white state. I wish I had a black state. And why? But all you do is turn into a ghetto. I just told you. You just create Thank a ghetto. Hey, you don't let me say something. Thank you. Go ahead, uh, Glenn. Yeah, uh, Jews claim to be God's chosen people. Doesn't that make them supremacists? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh, it does. But, but Glenn, let me because of well, time. They say they're God's chosen people and above all the people on earth. But you don't call that supremacy. Uh, Glenn, let me let me say something. Come on, you don't have to be honest with me, Jesse. You're gonna keep me on the line now. Uh, Glenn, hey, let me take a quick break. We we'll come back and wind down with you. Wind it up or wind it down? Which one are we doing? Winding it up or wind down? <laughs> back in a moment. Mel, good morning. Peterson. Welcome to the show. Hey, you are a Negro. Mel, watch your blood pressure. You hate your own color. You fight on the white man. You know how the old slavery days. Mm-hmm. You love to see the white man bring out his chain. You are going to burn, 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 man. Burn am, where? You are going to hell. Bro. You are deceiving people. Don't deceive nobody no more. Israel is in Africa. No, it's not. Where is it if it's not in Africa? Where Ma- is it? Maze. Stop it. President. Stop it. Where is it, Jesse? Stop it. 
Find out what all the fuss is about. The Jesse Lee Peterson Radio Show, streaming live Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, 6 to 9 a.m. Pacific at www.bondaction.org. That's bondaction.org. Heard around the world by everybody and their mama. I'm coming home, baby. Okay, folks, welcome back. Preachers in the Pulpit coming up next. If you're not getting all three hours of the show by way of radio in your town, go to bondinfo.org, bondinfo.org, and continue to listen live for the next two hours. Merry Christmas. Don't, don't forget to make a donation to my nonprofit organization, Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. We are rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. We also started our Bond Leadership Academy for boys and next year for boys and girls. We need to raise a million, so we need your support. Go to bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. 1-800-411-BOND. And thank you for those uh, to those who have already donated and those who are thinking of donating. I do appreciate it. Glenn Miller, do you have a website you'd like to give out? Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, my website is uh, org. That's short for Whitey, W-H-T-Y.org. Uh, Glenn, let me ask, do you celebrate Christmas? And my my uh, telephone number is on that website. I enjoy receiving some phone calls and, uh, you know, discuss what we're uh, discussing here. But Do you I celebrate David, Christmas? I think the website davidduke.com <laughs> is, the, is the greatest, the most insightful, honest website in in uh, in cyberspace, davidduke.com. Do you uh, celebrate one, Christmas, uh, Glenn? Yeah, out of habit. <laughs> <laughs> My youngest expects something on Christmas. Right? Who did you? When you were a kid, have you were you taught to hate as a uh, as a little boy? Yeah. Oh, by by your by whom? I, yeah, went to church every Sunday, and they told us to uh, that uh, that we ought to be proud of our, our race and culture and history. Oh, so and, you were raised this way, and it, it was uh, God did not want us to race mix. And who who um, who did you vote for in this last presidential election? I set it out. To be honest with you. Oh, you didn't vote I for anyone. That. Yeah. And so but, let me let me ask this. So your your church, your father said that uh, God did not want to miss the race. But if you guys don't believe in God, why would He say that God didn't want the races to mix? Well, that, that's when I was a little boy, not now. But uh, are you going to let me get my point in about Ariel Sharon? No. <laughs> See there, you conservatives are all the same. You conservatives are more dangerous to freedom. Than no, the but you've are. said enough. Because you are you, so terrified I, of the Jews. No, you are. You, are you have said enough, Glenn. My heart goes out to you. I wish. Uh, you, you know, you wouldn't be on the air long hey, if, uh, if the Jews were exposed. Glenn, I pray that you overcome your hatred before you die. And because, now you're going to cut me off because I'm exposing the Jews. All right, we're out of time. Thanks for being with me, Glenn. Glenn, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah. Back in a moment. But the prettiest sight. Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. 
I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. I uh, uh, Merry Christmas to you, folks. It is Christmas season. Christ is the reason for the season. And, uh, you know, just I thank God for America. I thank God for everything. All is well. I had a good weekend. I hope that you did. It was more than a notion. Be sure to check out the Sunday morning service at noon today, Pacific Standard Time. It'll be on my website, bondinfo.org, bondinfo.org. In the next hour, we're going to talk about the Messiah and other good stuff. Love and marriage lost in the third hour today. You do not want to miss out on that. Patrick Rooney will be here tomorrow. I want to personally thank everybody for what you've done to help us to help others this year. And all the years that's gone by, I, I really do appreciate it, folks. I don't take it for granted at all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From all of us at Bond, we'll get into that, if not today, tomorrow for sure. But for now, it is Preachers in the Pulpit. It's Monday. Dusty in the corner. Preachers in the Pulpit. And we have pastors on every Monday this hour to discuss the issues of the church, Christianity, what's going on with Christians today. I have with me Reverend Kenneth Tanner. He is the pastor of Church of the Holy Redeemer in Rochester Hills, Michigan. Uh, he uh, previously uh, previously he worked at Touchstone Stone Magazine, and he is the co-editor of the book Ancient Postmodern Christianity. And he wrote a very interesting article for the uh, Huffington Post, and. In essence, he's saying that, you know, there's not really, I don't have time to to get into the attack on Christmas. There's more, there are more important things to think about. I wanted to talk to him about that. Uh, Pastor Tanner, welcome to the show, sir. Good morning. Morning. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. I, uh, uh, how long have you been a pastor, a reverend? Uh, I was ordained in 1996. Uh, I've been senior pastor here uh, in Rochester Hills for nine years. And were you called by God, or did you have to go to school? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't imagine anybody doing this. Um, the whole idea that you're you're called by God um, is, uh, you know, it it is uh, it, it's amazing to be called into this work at all. Um, and it's good to have other people confirm the call. Uh, I can't imagine doing it without a sense that I was called. And so you were a call? I believe I was. And did you have to go to school as to the preacher school as well? Yes. And why? Uh, well, um, I think because we want to know and understand, you know, our faith. Uh, and, but I, I don't rely on that. I think we have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. And, but, I mean, when you say, and, and I really don't understand what you mean, but when you say you went to school to learn about your faith, what do you mean by that? 
Well, I, you know, uh, we went to uh, you study and and uh, understand what it is that this Jesus. First of all, Jesus Christ is the center of my vision, and uh, I believe I'm called to preach His gospel. And uh, I, you know, I think the Holy Spirit teaches us, but I think also that uh, the Holy Spirit's been teaching a lot of other people about Jesus uh, down to the centuries, and uh, the Holy Spirit's been at work in the church for a long time before I showed up. So I want to understand their encounters with, with Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to understand the, the, the disciples' encounter with Jesus. Did uh, and, uh did Jesus so, so go we, to so we so we read did Jesus go to school to learn what God would have him to do will have him do that's an interesting question i we i i, I a lot of people speculate that uh he did uh study with some uh learned people of his day but but of course um as as God in the flesh um he understood all mysteries. So is there any proof that Jesus went to school to learn what God would have him do? Is there anything, any proof that he went to school to see what not God would have I mean, him I, to do? I, I think that there is some evidence, but I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not, that's not my area. But anyway. But you think that there is evidence that God, Jesus went to school to learn what God would I, have it, him do? It's not, that's uh no, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I, I don't know of any evidence about that myself. Oh, okay. And I, I read that you were married with seven children. I am. Congratulations. Are you Mormon? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we actually have a, a, a young man, uh, my, my brother's uh, brother, uh, my brother's son lives with us as well. So there's eight of eight children at the house. We love it. I, I, I love a big I family as well. I have an extraordinary wife. Uh, are you the head of your wife? I'm sorry. Uh, are you the head of your wife? Um, I, I, I is any man the head of his wife? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, no, we uh, seriously though. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought we were going to talk about. I thought we were going to talk about Christmas. Well, yeah, we are. We got. We just need to know you. You know, a lot of folks don't know who you are, and it's get a better feel right. of who we're talking to. And so, are you the right. head of your wife? exactly sure what you mean by that. Christ is the head of, of our marriage. No, I'm asking, are you the head, are you the head of your wife? I guess, I think you're asking me if I lead in our home. No, I'm asking, are you the head of your wife? Hmm. Uh, I, well, I believe that Jesus Christ is the head of our home and the head of our marriage. I think marriage is a is supposed to be a revelation of uh, God Himself and three persons: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, uh, in which uh, everyone is in relationship with each other, a divine community that uh, is in relationship with each other by laying down their interests, their life for each other. And I think that is what marriage is about, I think. You know, I, I, you, know I, you may not be aware, but I'm black, and I'm a little slow. Yes, sir. And I'm slow. So I right. need to know uh, a yes or no to my question, because it doesn't sound like you're answering, answering the question. The oh, question okay. is, are you the head of 
your wife? I, I, I lead uh, as Christ uh, teaches us to lead, which is to lay down our life for our wife. But you're not answering the question. Paul, Are you the Paul, head of Paul. your wife, yes or no? Um, I, don't, I, I don't think I have a yes or no answer to the question. And why not? Uh, well, um, I guess uh, to me it's not an important question. <laughs> to me, the question is, do I lay down my life? No, that's not the question I ask. Paul talks about for my wife and children, and I hope I do. But that's not what I ask. I ask where you're the head, so you can't answer that question, right? Mm, I, I I think Christ is the head of our marriage. That's how I'll that's how I'll answer the question. But you don't know. But you don't think you're the head of your wife. Um, and Christ, Christ, <laughs> do I want to go on? Do I want to go on record on on radio? And no, I'm I'm uh, seriously. Um, <laughs> no, Christ is the head of Christ. Christ is the head. What of would our happen marriage. if you said yes? What would happen to you if you said yes? I'm the head of my wife. What would happen to you? Oh, nothing. She's wonderful. She's a brilliant woman. A bit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I, I didn't come on. Uh, okay. I didn't come on to talk about our marriage or my wife. Uh, right. She's amazing. She's. she's is she incredible. there? Is she listening right now or something? I have no idea, my man. She's probably. I think she's shopping. Okay. When I come back, I want to get into this article from the Huffington Pro Post. Christian, awesome. Christmas is for worship. Back in a moment. Okay. Welcome back. We'll get to your calls in a minute. 888 Sorry, folks. I was eating some chips here that Andre gave me, and they have uh, no gluten, no HGMOs, <laughs> no what else? No... No what? It's organic. it's organic to the T. Huh? No cholesterol. no cholesterol. How did they make it then? They took out everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's dry. I had to get something to drink because uh, it's stuck in my throat or something. It's preachers in the pulpit. I, I, we will take your calls at 888-775-3773, Jesse, Reverend Kenneth Tanner is with me out of Rochester Hills, Michigan, and his church is Church of the Holy Redeemer. He wrote an article in the Huffington Post, Christmas is for worship, and I wanted to talk to him about that and other issues. Uh, Reverend, do you believe that there is an attack on Christmas or Christmas? Uh, yes, um, I, I think that there are. I think there's certainly a media-driven uh, conflict, um, just like there's. I think a media-driven conflicts about a lot of things, um, kind of trying to get one side uh, divided and upset with another side uh, of our community of our nation. Um, and they they'll pick anything that they can find and any story that they can find to uh, set that division in the middle of uh, the but, ring, put that red meat in the middle of the ring, and then let us all loose on each other. But they are prese- they are presenting what is actually happening. They are not making up the stories, right? Right, right. And I mean, obviously, there is a uh, 
a movement within our culture itself to secularize um, and take, um, you know, uh, Christianity and, you know, uh, out of the public square. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, remove um, evidence and, you know, celebrations of, of our faith in Jesus. Why are uh, they doing from, this? Why are they doing this? Well, I, you know, I, I think um, the gospel brings an offense, um, certainly, um, and uh, the message of the gospel uh, it, it, you know, there are people who um, who are devout atheists. There are people who don't have uh, any faith in God, and and uh, these displays and and the celebration of Christmas, um, uh, you know, is difficult for them. And they, you know, they believe that we live in a in a society in which um, uh, the the culture itself, the government, is supposed to be neutral uh, yeah. about uh, religion. Uh, and faith. Uh, of course, there's a lot of experience and, and history that demonstrates that uh, you know the faith has been any, it has been uh, good uh, for cultures and governments. Certainly, uh, it's made a big difference. Let uh, me ask in you, the world. You write in your article. You wrote that some are worked up about a war on Christmas. Not me. I am yeah. in. I am in too much awe that a baby is God. What do you mean by all that? What I mean is that uh, the vision of Jesus is what consumes me, and that uh, his coming, God, the one who made everything that we see, the one who upholds everything by his power, who spoke everything into existence, chose to reveal himself to us by becoming what he made and, and, and for our salvation and in order to redeem the creation and bring it back to all things back to himself. And that, that mystery is such a great mystery and such a joyful thing that that's what consumes my vision. And I, I want to get people in touch with this God who loves us enough that he would come as one of us in such a, the one who, the one who uh, doesn't have any needs would make himself so needful. One who uh, created so you're all so, things. You're so wrapped up in that that you don't take time to, you, you don't think, you don't think it's necessary to take time to fight back. This attack upon Christmas, you, I mean, we should be so wrapped up in, in, no, I, I think in the what way you're saying the, that we shouldn't fight back? No, I think the way that we, um, I guess the word, the way we, we get back to um, this season being meaningful in our country is for Christians to worship God at this time. And, uh, you know, and not fight back, not deal with the attack. We should just be worshiping God and not deal with the attack on Christmas. Uh, I think the way to deal with it is by Christians making worship of God (laughs) at Christmas. And it doesn't matter what, you know, it doesn't matter exactly when Christmas took place. It's the event, the birth of God 
uh, coming to us in Jesus Christ. That is the most important thing. What is worship? When you say worship, what do you mean by worship? What is that? I mean getting on our knees with the shepherds and singing with the angels and adoring and bringing gifts to him like the wise men did and bowing at this amazing mystery of this God who loves us in that way. And so instead of fighting back, we should be doing, are you saying instead of fighting back, we should be doing that? I think that we should uh, seek to protect uh, our rights within the culture to freely exercise worship. And that, but, Reverend, let me ask, we, listen, are you saying instead of fighting back, we need to be on our knees worshiping and praising and, 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 and be all into it instead of fighting back? Are you saying that, yes or no? I think the greatest way to fight anything is to be on your knees. So we should be on our knees worshiping while the children of Satan is attacking Christmas. I can't imagine a better way <laughs> to to fight to fight the enemy in ourselves, in others, and Satan himself, and to be on our knees worshiping our God. Rather than fighting back. But there are other ways to What's worship. the purpose of there, having there are other ways to What's the purpose being of involved, what's the purpose in, of having the authority of God within us, the power of God within us, yeah. and the best that we can do during a time of war is to be on our knees praising and worshiping. What's the purpose of having Lord, the power I think, I think if you're not going to use the power? I think we should be on radio programs like this talking about Jesus and about who he is, and, and because I think there's a lot of confusion in our culture about who Jesus is. But you're not asking the question, what's the purpose of having the authority given to us and power given to us by God if all we're going to do is worship? Why why did he give us the authority over evil? I'm all for uh, people being involved in politics and people, uh, you know, being involved in law and being involved in our culture. Make, uh, you know, we can make films, we can write plays, we can... We can be involved in in, uh, in the courts and other places to make sure that our uh, rights to worship are protected. Absolutely. But I think the, the best thing we could possibly do is to preach and to teach and to go on the radio. And, but that's not and, working. Uh, the, what? That's not working. Oh, it is working, brother. Let me take a break. 888-775-3773. 888-77-JESSE. Back in a moment. Welcome back. In the third hour coming up, love and marriage lost. You do not want to miss out on that, folks. It's amazing. It is Preachers in the Pulpit. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Taking your phone calls at 888-775-3773, 888-77-JESSE. Reverend uh, Kenneth Tanner is with me. Uh, he's out of... Rochester Hill, Michigan. His church is Church of the Holy Redeemer. He wrote an article in the uh, for the Chris, uh, Huffington Post. Christmas is for worship. Some are worked up about a war on Christmas. Not me. I'm in too much awe that a baby is God, and I'm trying to understand. Uh, 
if the Reverend is saying that we should not be fighting back, he gave the impression that we just should be on our knees praying and talking and worshiping God. Reverend, am I misunderstanding what you're saying? Well, you know, Paul says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, uh, rulers of uh, rulers of the air. And uh, I think uh, what he's trying to get us to understand is that Jesus Christ has already won a victory on the cross over all evil and on that cross has established all goodness. And so Christians of all people should have supreme confidence and assurance that that victory has been won. Yes, we're living in a world that is still fallen in which his rule is not completely established. And so we, there is a responsibility, I believe, for our children uh, for our grandchildren, for us to engage with the culture. But we do that, first of all, by being those who worship God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and love our neighbors as ourselves. And then, and, and to, so we, we have a culture and we show people that worshiping our God and loving our neighbor is our our highest priority. And and so we and should then, not be fighting and, and back. That's how, that, that's how the ancient, that's how the first Christians won over the Roman culture was by being Christ to their <laughs> culture, taking care of the poor, taking care of the sick, taking care of people who the culture and the society wasn't willing to take care of. And okay. by being Christ and, and eventually, you know, that that converted the entire Roman Empire to Jesus. So you're saying so that I, you're saying that if saying, we just go around and show love and lift up holy hands and pray and do all that, that somehow or another evil is gonna go away and accept Christians. Yes, I believe that Jesus Christ Oh my God. Is it, Are you is serious? Going, is going to, he is the one who has defeated all evil on the cross and that we are to, we are to believe on him and his finished work and have confidence in his finished work as we live our lives in this world. Let me ask, let me ask, sir. That witness, I believe that that witness will convert all nations. Wow. Let me ask, um, and then we're going to take some calls for you. But, but uh, let me say this. I don't, it's not that I don't believe that we should not have people engaged. What do you mean by engaged? What do you mean by engaged? Well, I, I think that means that we have uh, people, in the, uh, people who are uh, skilled in, in the law and who protect our, our rights as Christians in the courtroom and in the legislatures. And um, and who are involved? Are in you, our, I think Christianity should have a voice. Should the, the Christian be out rallying and protesting and making noise? Uh, I every every January, my family goes to Washington with 
But you're not uh, answering my question. Should Christians be out rallying and protesting? No, and, I am. I am. We go. We give me go, a yes or no to that mark, first. Give me a yes or we, no. I believe that we should be out uh, marching because we march in Washington for the unborn every January. So you don't support abortion? No, I don't. Is abortion evil? Yes. How about same-sex marriage? You support that? No. Is same-sex marriage evil? <laughs> is it? E- I, I I don't believe that that is God's plan. Is it evil? I believe that creation reveals that uh, we're to be uh, married, uh, male and female. Is so? Is same-sex marriage evil? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, 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 you know, this, I suppose that that is the, the right answer, but I, I think that, um, uh, you know, I didn't really come on the program to talk about same-sex marriage. No, we're not going to talk about it. I'm just asking, do you think it's evil? Is it evil? Yes I, I, or I no? Yes not, or no? Not, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go with a, um... <laughs> I'll go with a no because it's much more complicated than that, but yes. Oh, much more. You you say no is not evil? I'm saying that it is not what God intended. Is it evil? I'm um, not going to go there with you. You're not going to answer yes or no to that? No. Oh, okay. Amazing. Where is my America? It's, it's, it's I want much my more America complicated. Back. It can't it's be much, much more complicated, more complicated than, than evil. Evil is it. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break, folks. When I come back, we'll get to your calls. We're coming near a break, and I hate to you know, take a call and then have to go right to a break. You say, why does so little set us at odds with our neighbors? W- what do you mean by that? Well, I think it's. It, I think the gospel is about Jesus coming to redeem every man, woman, and child, and to restore His creation to what He intended it to be. But when you say so, so little, what is so little that is setting us at odds with our neighbors? Well, for instance, I think you know it doesn't matter whether we have. Uh, Nativity crush in the middle of our, you know, public square is if we, as if we as Christians are at the manger ourselves every Christmas and every day in our life, we're at the manger worshiping God. If it and doesn't matter, then why are the, the children of Satan trying to remove it? It has to matter to somebody. Well, what I'm saying is the first priority ought to be that this, that, that worship occurs in our hearts, in our communities, and that we're out there talking about this God. I, need, this a, I need a drink and a quick decision. Reverend, when we come back, we'll take some calls for you. 888-7753-773-888-77. Jesse, the church is gone. No more church. Bye, back in a moment. Okay, folks, welcome back. Preachers in the pulpit, 888-757-5373-888-77. Jesse, Reverend Tan- uh, Kenneth Tanner Tanner is with me. Uh, his church is Church of the Holy Redeemer out of Michigan. 
And Reverend, you don't believe we should be fighting back. Uh, you says you say why does so little set us at odds with our neighbor neighbors? Jesus set people at odds, didn't he? Oh, absolutely. Well, why shouldn't we? Uh, I I think uh, again, it's not it's not a matter of it's it can be both and it's not either or. I think worshiping and being a witness and teaching and preaching. Uh, working in the public square, marching in Washington for uh, the unborn, all these things work together, um, helping people uh, that are down and out, um, helping people that are sick, all these things work together uh, to demonstrate and show Jesus to the world. Uh, I just think that the first thing that ought to be, I found it, here's what I, I found it ironic that the people who often, many of the people who most are concerned about Jesus being removed from Christmas are the people that, in my experience, and this is just anecdotal, are the people who wouldn't be found anywhere near a church worshiping with the shepherds and angels and wise men uh, around Christmas. Now, luckily, we have a church here. We because the church is so weak. That's why people don't go to church because... You know, with uh, I have to say, sir, and you're not the only one, but you're a very weak man. You're a very weak preacher, and All who right. wanna who wanna go to a weak church? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> we have a congregation here um, in Southeast Michigan that has 43 services of worship. Uh, for Christmas, that that's what I'm talking about. But that's not strength. That's I, I'm saying as a man, you should have a sense of power and authority. You should be a warrior. You're not a warrior. You don't sound like a warrior. Uh, you I'm, don't act I'm like a warrior. For, You're not intimidating at all. You're very weak. And don't nobody want to go to church to a weak church. <laughs> well, uh, I am. I my father was a, a warrior. And who, who but, died for our country? Well, he should have taught you and, to be one. Well, I, and I believe that I. I you think sound I like the pope. The vocation. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I believe in the vocation of being a warrior. And but I, you don't I sound think, like a warrior. You want to just pray and, and and just worship. There's different. That's a, I think it's the most important way we can battle the enemy is to worship God. Did Jesus spend a lifetime, Absolutely. you think Jesus spent a lifetime going around town worshiping, or did Jesus Absolutely. demonstrate power and authority? That's right. That's part of it. I think that I think that signs and wonders should should follow. But not the way you sound. You don't have any sounds and wondering? <clears throat> no, we have, we do have a lot of uh, demonstrations of God's power that accompany, uh, by grace, not by nothing of my own, but there are lots of miracles and healings that take place. And let's take uh, let's take some calls. Let's take some calls. Let's yeah. go out to the Bible, Los Angeles. Talk to the Bible. Go to God. You're on with Reverend Kenneth Tanner. Bible, go to God. Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, thank you, sir. Um, Reverend Tanner. Uh, my complaint is also along the same lines as I see the Pope doing the same thing, and many Christians is what they do is they preach a wonderful news gospel. But there's no rebuke in it. There is no sure. standing, there's no standing people up and showing them that they're sinners and they need to repent. That homosexuality Absolutely. is wrong. Absolutely. 
there's none of that going on, and, and there's no protesting going on. There's no Christians taken to the streets and and trying to take back the country that was that was formed by Christians. It's just this. That's the same thing the Pope is doing is what you're saying is let's just be nice. There's no real reason. There's so few things that separate us and the, and, and the, uh, the non-believers, and that's so not true. I would, I would invite you to, to Washington on the anniversary of Roe versus Wade uh, every year, and you would, uh, there are hundreds of thousands of people uh, in the street um, and uh, letting our country know that we stand for the unborn, uh, that we uh, will not sit by um, and watch the, the genocide that's taking place in our uh, in the inner cities. Uh, that's but it's happening. It's not stopping. African-American. It's happening every day. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's a it's a like a lot of things like the like like other struggles. It's a long term process. You you don't win that battle in a day. You keep going back every year. You have people involved in courts and in the legislatures. You have people um, advocating and teaching. You have people on the radio talking about it. And uh, you you rely on the Lord and on his strength to win the battle. But you get involved. And I, I don't know if you believe. remember, but the Nazis were a long-term process, too, until the people fought back. You have to fight no back. Doubt. No doubt. You know, and I also have a problem with how you view uh Jesus. Jesus is not God. Have you not read 1 Corinthians where it says that I will put everything under my son's power, me being exempted, and then I will be over Christ. Now, if Christ is God, nothing is over him. But God says, I will be over him, he will be my son, and then all will be in all. I mean, that's just one of so many examples also in Revelation where Christ called God his God. He didn't say my equal, he says, my God, four times. Uh, I, I, don't want to, I don't want to prove text with you, but in John, um, Jesus is talking to Philip. Philip says, show us the Father. And Jesus said, have you been with me for so long, Philip, that you don't know? I and the I, Father are one. All right, I got to run. Seen Thank me. you, Bob. Go to God. You have seen the Father. Let's go to Detroit and talk to Tony. Tony, good morning, sir. You're all with Reverend Tanner. Hey, what's up, Jesse? You know I try not to call you back. No, you but... can call me anytime. Merry Christmas. <laughs> hey, but this gentleman, he's definitely from the area. I don't think he's going to, uh, uh, I don't really think he knew who he was calling in because you asked him all the, all the outside questions. So I looked at it, you know, any pastor comes on, I got to look at their Facebook page. Hold on a minute, Tony. you advertised as who he was going on the radio with today. I said, oh, my God. Hold, hold Tony, let me, let me take a break. Let me take a quick break. Back in a moment, folks. Okay, folks, one more hour to go. If you're not getting all three hours of the show by way of radio, you can continue to listen live by going to bondinfo.org, bondinfo.org. Love and marriage lost. Very, very interesting coming up in the next hour. Uh, Reverend Tanner, do you have a website you'd like to give out? Uh, Sure. Um, I, I don't know it off the top of my head. Isn't that crazy? Um, I understand, sir. I'm like that, too. Well, get it for us, and then hopefully you can get it. What I'd really like people to do is read the article on Huffington Post. Oh, okay. Uh, it's called, it's, it's called, uh, Christianity, or excuse me, Christmas is for worship. 
and it's um, you can find it by uh, typing in my name and Christmases for worship uh, on the Huffington Post website. They can also get information about your book there as well, right? Uh, I don't think the the book, uh, which was published about uh, a decade ago, oh, okay. um, is a is a collection of essays. It's still available. Okay. It's called Ancient and Postmodern Christianity, and it's a it's a collection of essays in honor of uh, uh, of someone who was a teacher in my life. Oh, so. uh, uh, Tony, you still there? Oh, I'm still here. Buddy. Okay, um, we, we I'm sorry, but we're running out of time. What's your question and comment it, for uh, Reverend Tanner? It'll be re- real Bye. quick. Ro- Roe v. Wade is 40 years old. That's taking time, and abortions are increasing all the way. But, Jesse, I, hey, oh, it's Holy Redeemer, Rochester Hills, Facebook. You can find them there. But I'm just waiting for the question, when you ask him, did he or did he not vote for President Barack Obama? That's all, man. Merry Christmas, brother, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Tony. <laughs> did you vote for Obama? No, sir. And why not? Uh, well, I'm, his, uh, his overall vision, uh, for where he's taking, uh, the country is not, is not one, uh, that I share. I agree so, with you on uh, that. He's uh, taking the country straight to hell. <laughs> you agree? Uh, well, I, I think that, um, as I, you know, you won't be surprised to hear me say this. I think that, uh, Jesus has won a victory, uh, over, uh, everything that is uh, said against um, his rule. Jesus what and, now? You uh, said Jesus what? Has, has already won a victory on the cross against everything that's said against his rule. And so my confidence and my assurance and my hope is in Jesus, not in the United States of America. And wouldn't Jesus want you to fight to protect the things that he have already won? That's why he gave us the authority to do that? Yeah, I'm not. I am not suggesting that we not withdraw. We, we withdraw ourselves from the public arena, um, uh, like some Christians have done. Uh, historically, there have been many Christians who've left uh, engagement with the culture side. Uh, you know, uh, but I and I don't believe that. I think we should uh, stay engaged. Um, but Tanner, I also believe that the priority is worship. Reverend Tanner, worship thank, of this God who became flesh. Thank you so much for coming on, for, sir. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. Back in a moment, folks. One more hour. President Obama launching a campaign-style blitz to overhaul the nation's gun laws. This time, the words need to lead to action. That's why I've asked the vice president to come up with proposals that I then intend to push without delay. Barack Obama ain't taking my shotguns. If he tries to fool my Beretta, he's got a problem. And the madness now. Mr. and Mrs. America, turn them all in. Gun owners are under assault, and the South Central L.A. Tea Party is leading the charge to protect the Second Amendment. We need your support to educate voters and push back against the gun grabbers in the liberal state of California and across the U.S. No matter your race or where you live, you can become a member and contribute to the movement. Visit the website at bondaction.org and click on the Tea Party tab to get involved today. From my cold, dead hands. Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Welcome to the third hour of the show today. Thank you so much for being with me, folks. I hope you had a good, good weekend. 
I did. It was more than a notion. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh. It was more than a notion. Be sure to check out our Explore Your Faith Hour Sunday morning services. It'll be, they'll be, it will be up at 12 noon today, Pacific Standard Time, boninfo.org, boninfo.org. A couple weeks ago now, I debated my, my next guest on Sean Hannity's radio show uh, concerning gay marriage and, you know, how God's feel about it and what's going on with all that. I have with me Reverend Oliver White. He and I debated the issue. Reverend White uh, stood up in support of same-sex marriage at his church there. And everybody left. I don't know if everyone left the church, but a whole bunch of folks bailed out on him. And so he and I uh, are going to discuss that and salvation and God and faith and all the good stuff. It's Christmas time. Christ is the reason for the season. Uh, and we will get to your phone calls, folks, at 888-775-3773. Reverend White, welcome to the show, sir. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you. I totally appreciate you being here. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. And if, and if you hear a bit of hysteria in my voice, it's because it's December 23rd, and I haven't found a gift for my wife. Oh, man. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be in trouble. Down to the wire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll, we'll find something. We We will... You know, we will discover something. Yes, sir. You, um, t- uh, I want to learn more about your ministry and what happened to your church. How long uh, have you been a minister? 35 years. 35. And were you called by God or did you have to go to school? Well, both. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 I mean, you know, the call doesn't pre- is not the preparation. <laughs> it's saying, hey, I want you to get your life in order and do this and then we'll see what the next step will be. So, yeah, I had to go through the process. Oh, okay. And you are married, huh? Yes, I am. And Happily. And you have children? Yes, three. How three long, daughters. Oh, congratulations. How long have you been married? Oh, uh, this is my second marriage. Really? And this is, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we tried the first time, and it didn't work, and that's okay. And so I met a wonderful woman named Janet, and, and that's the and you know the rest of the story. <laughs> she has a few children, and so do I. Really? Oh, she's she's been married before as well. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. Now, now, now you get too biz, uh, too too personal, James. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jesse. What else you want to know? <laughs> Are you the head of your wife? <laughs> I tell you what. No, her, no me. You understand? No us. Uh, I am uh, hopefully apart from my wife. That is, I have my own distinctions, uh, and she has hers, and they're not so varied that we can't sit at the dinner table and have a reasonable, decent conversation. Right? <laughs> am I her head? <laughs> I can't imagine that. I think my wife is lost, actually. Your wife is the boss? Yes, she's the boss. So she's the head of you. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I mean, you get to the point at, uh, in a relationship when uh, you, you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, and that's when uh, the other part of us comes out. Uh, you know, we say things we don't mean. And, uh, and if you know you end up a couple of days not sharing, and that's difficult, but it's necessary because it helps us to grow. It helps us to understand each other, and uh, the more understanding, the closer we get. So your wife, you're not the head of her. She's the head of you. Are you saying that? Yes or no? <laughs> now, are we speaking biblical head? Or are we talking social head? Or what kind of head are we talking? Which other kind of head? a distinct person. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's a wonderful, very uh, nice person. I mean, you know, I like her the way she is. She doesn't come home and with a laundry list of things uh and demands uh, for me, I, and neither do I, uh, as far as she's concerned. I mean, we share the um, financial things. Uh, well, let me ask this. The Bible says that the man is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the man. Are you the head of your wife? No. Is your, is your wife the head of you? No. And why have you decided not to be head of your wife? Are you a minister, and that's what God said you are, why did you reject that? For the same reason I wouldn't take a rock and throw it at a prostitute. <laughs> For the same reason you would not take a rock and throw it at, and throw at, it at a prostitute. Or so, stone a prostitute. So, so, being the, so being the head of your wife is like stoning a prostitute? Well, in the Bible, it tells us, you know, to do things like that. I mean, you read the Bible, James, I know. And you know My name is Jesse. James is the producer. I'm the host, Jesse. Oh, okay. So, all right. So I did you to put down today. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jesse. I don't think we met. Well, we debated on Sean Hannity Radio Show. Was that you? Yes. Okay. I sent a contract out on the wrong person. I <laughs> 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 uh, wondered who that was, but I didn't have the nerve to call. Uh, the Sean Henry show and say, who was that? Why not? But I would like to have, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I would love to sit down and have coffee with you. Or if you are liberal enough, maybe even a beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't drink beer, but we can definitely sit down. Let me, let me, okay. so you're saying to be the head of your wife is like throwing stone at a, pro, throwing a it's, stone at a prostitute. Was it's God, an allegory to, to, to what is stated in the Bible. What, you recall the story where a group of patriarchs right. men stood around and, and what did Jesus tell them? To leave the lady alone. But let me ask God. So when God said man is the head of his wife, was that a mistake by God? No. It was something that you would expect uh, to be said at the time that it was written. Why would you expect that? Well, I mean, let's think about that. That was written 2,000 years ago, maybe even longer. Uh, and I kind of think that society was a lot different then. The writers were a lot different then. There are many things to compare it to. There are many things to exegize from it so that you can determine, well, what is actually being said here. What I see, Jesse, is uh, a very patriarchal writer. I mean, uh, those words did not necessarily come out of the mouth of Jesus. 
so you don't believe that that's what God really wants, and you, or you believe that it was for those times, but not these times. Say, are you implying that God changed His mind about it? Uh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I can't imagine that the, the the writers of the Bible, and I and I think some of them were uh, inclined to interpret what was said a little differently. For example, um, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, there were no eyewitnesses as such. But Paul, uh, and, do you believe that Paul... was passed down for years, the oral tradition. You remember that? Do you believe that Paul was called by God? I believe Paul had a lot of issues, but yes. And when Paul is the one that gave those instructions uh, 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 when he spoke of the order a marriage was Paul wrong? Did he interpret what God gave him? Uh, did he did he see it the wrong way? He didn't understand what God was saying. Yeah, you know what I've always wanted to say about Paul is that he never got married. So of course he can make a statement like that. I think <laughs> had he gotten married, he might have written that a little bit different. Why he would he have written it that? differently? Why? Because he might have, I mean, you know, if he if he married a woman who had a heart, who loved a woman who had her own dreams, uh, a woman who perhaps didn't want to have children and, and so forth and so on, if he married a woman like that. Let me take a break, sir. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Back in a moment. Jingle bell, jingle bell. Okay, we'll get to your calls in a minute. Talking with Reverend Oliver White of St. Paul. And uh, his church is Clark Memorial United Church of Christ. And he and I debated on Sean Hannity's show, Same-Sex Marriage. He support same-sex marriage. Reverend, are you a co-pastor with a woman pastor? Yes, and let me make the, uh, uh, a small correction. Okay. It's, it's, it's called Clark Memorial Church is the building where we are located, and the congregation that was there before we got there. Uh, we are still called Grace Community United Church of Christ. Okay. And when we have partnered uh, with uh, Clark Memorial uh, United Church of Christ, I mean, we think alike. And so uh, we were both in a situation uh, where we needed help. And so the timing uh, was, I think, uh, providentially orchestrated that we uh, we join our efforts, and eventually we will be one church. And, you know, we're trying to think of uh, what will we name it and so forth, uh, but, but we haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. You so, you stood up in your church and, and announced that you support same-sex marriage, right? Loud and clear, yes. And what made you get up in church and say that? Because I thought I thought I, it was the safe thing to say. Um, before I made that statement, I had uh, prepared my congregation uh, for a meeting that I was to attend uh, on behalf of United Church of Christ. I was a delegate at our General Senate, which was in Atlanta, Georgia. I believe the year was two, 2005 or 2006. Uh, but in any case, uh, I... Uh, accepted and firm and had no problem with the same-sex marriage resolutions, which we passed as a denomination. Now, it doesn't mean that every church must do this now. I mean, we're not Lutherans. I mean, each church 
uh, has the individual right to decide what Why they want to do. Why do you support same-sex marriage? Because I, I think it's time that we more or less de-gender God. You understand what I mean? It's, it's time. No, I don't understand. De- de-gender God. What do you mean by that? Well, if, if we de-gender God, then God would no longer be confined to uh, what we can see in our microscopes uh, or what we can feel in our hearts. God is much greater than that in, my, in, in terms of what I'm thinking about. And if God is much greater than that, how could God be concerned about someone's gender or people of same-sex gender having a relationship. I mean, it's not as if to suggest that uh, everybody who does that makes a choice to do that. You say that you are God. They're born that way. They're born that way? How do you know that? Well, I I mean, I've been in the world for 70 years, my brother, so obviously I had to come across some people who, who were born that way, and, you know, I don't think that they're outright liars. How do you know they were born that way? God created male and female. Why would he create something like that? Well, because, see, you, you're talking about male and female, and, and that is really a part of the problem is that people don't look at the sexuality of a human being. You know, we don't consider a human being the wholeness of a human being, more or less. And so we, we, we focus on, well, you're a man and I'm a woman, so... Uh, this is what we do sexually and and uh, and in this position and for this length of time and for this purpose to have children and so forth and so on. And and the writers of the Bible, I believe, Jesse, were concerned about the population. Population growth was a big thing back in the ancient Near East. And so it seems to me that a lot that is written in the Bible tends to support the patriarchal system in terms of, you know, making more of us. That, I mean, you know that was very important in Israelite society. Let me ask, how do you know they were born that way? Why do you believe that? <laughs> we're back to that. Yeah, you never really answered that. How do you know that they were born uh, that way? Um, I don't know if you will ever really accept my answer, but I'm going to try hard, James, to, to help you. Jesse. To, uh, I mean, Jesse, I'm sorry. I'm going to try real hard, Jesse. To, to explain this as simply as I can. All right? I was born as a male with all the attributes and feelings that a male has. My feelings are for women. I could not see myself holding hands with a man. I cannot see myself but let's let's find out why, because I'm telling you, why do you think they were born that way? Why do you feel, why do you believe that? Well, why why would, if, if okay, the Bible suggests that their parents were cursed or something like that, and, and uh, that's one of the, you know, the things we see, we read, rather. But, James, if, if a person is born with three arms, I mean, Jesse, if a person is born with three arms, does that make that, is that person marked? Did that person You're not answering my question. Them? Why do you believe that they were born that way? You're not because answering there, that. there is a variety of human experiences, and there is a variety in terms of choices related to human sexuality. But and what does that have to do with them being born that way, though? More biological than, than what we can realize. 
So you think God created homosexuals or homosexuality? You think God did that? Well, what I think is God is all-powerful, all-creative. No, 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 that's not what I'm asking. Do you believe, as a reverend, that God created homosexuality? Now you're asking me, uh, do I believe that, that God is responsible for every human being that has been born. And how many of us are on the No, that's not what I'm asking you. I'm only asking, do you believe, as a reverend, you believe God created homosexuals? Yes. And why would he do that? What was his purpose? Because God created humankind. Is that in the scripture that God created homosexuals? There's a lot of things that are not in the no, scripture. No, I asked, is that is in, in the, the scripture? scripture. <laughs> but Jesse, God created humankind. Humankind. And within humankind, there's a, a rainbow of varieties. I mean, we don't, we don't know it all, and we haven't seen it all. Why did God create homosexuals? You're not answering that. Well, because God is a, sorry, <laughs> because God loves humankind. I didn't ask God you about his love. He God's created a homosexual so he could love it? Well, I would I would hope so. Then uh, why did he say that we that. should overcome sin? Now, 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 okay. Now, if if we try to individualize God's creation in that sense, uh, you would be asking me, did God create homosexuals? Did God create a person to murder someone? Did God create this or did God create that? There's a thing called free choice, and there's also the thing called just being human. I mean, just just being born, being who you are. Reverend, do and you I support abortion I, I as well? Them. You support abortion? I, I support women's rights, and I support my right not to answer that question. <laughs> you, you can't answer the question if you personally support abortion or not? Well, here's here's what I think about abortion. I, I'm going to break out of my mode of secrecy about myself and tell you that if one of my daughters had been raped and was pregnant as a result of that rape and was very young and could not uh, stand to bear a child, I mean young, like you know, 21, an adult, able to make her own decision, if she made a, a decision to do that, I know that the person who is going to suffer the worst pain from that decision is her, having given up. Let child. me take a break, uh, Reverend. 888 777 Jesse, back in a moment. As a young man, when I realized that pain leads to gain in physical health, I decided that I'd exercise in some form for life. It took me a bit longer to realize that emotional and spiritual pain also have a value. At one time, I wished that I could avoid society. But thanks to the counseling of Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, I now understand that emotional and spiritual pain are exactly what I need to grow. Now, I don't go looking for trouble, but by being my true self, it finds me. Those people and situations I once feared and dreaded are the very stuff from which I now grow. Thanks to Jesse Lee Peterson's counseling and spiritual guidance. For your sake and sanity, get it for yourself by calling 800-411-BOND. That's 800-411-2663. 
Welcome back. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Moving right along, Reverend Oliver White out of St. Paul, Minnesota is with me. Uh, Grace Community Church, United, Grace Community United Church of Christ. And the Reverend stood up in his church and said that he supported same-sex marriage. He announced that he supported same-sex marriage, and the congregation left. And now he's trying to rebuild the church. Reverend, real fast, because of time, we want to get some calls in for you as well. You um, Do you personally support abortion, yes or no? Yes. You do. Uh, so you support abortion. You support, support same-sex marriage. Women's rights. You I support women's rights to make that choice. And, and, and then, but you afford as well. I I do. What say it again? You Justin? personally are okay. You're okay with abortion. You think it's fine? I don't think it's fine. I don't. I don't think it's. It's not like deciding. Uh, where it's parked, I think it is a it's a very extreme decision for a human being to make, and I support the woman's right to make that decision. That's uh, what I support. If your wife were pregnant with your child, would you support her right to have a, to abort your child? At this age, I probably would. <laughs> How about when you were younger? Would you support her right to abort your child? <laughs> It's not like you die in there, sir. Be careful. Oh, I am so sorry. No. I'm drinking uh, coffee. Oh, I see. And it's much hotter than I thought. Oh, my goodness. Now, I just gave you 20 seconds to say something about me. What, What was that question again? Do you support, would you support the right of your wife to abort your child? Yes. You would? Okay. Uh, I mean, also, I would do everything I could to persuade her not to do it. What uh, if, What happened to your, your congregation left once you announced that you support same-sex marriage? Yes, two-thirds of them, not all of them. How many members did you have? At that time, 300. And two-thirds left? Two-thirds left. Amazing. Um, did you vote for Obama? Yes, I did. I not only voted for Obama, but I spoke for Obama. You And you voted for him twice? No, I, uh, yes. Yes, I did. And why? Why did you vote for Obama? I think Obama's done an excellent job, given the, uh, uh, the bowl of issues he was uh, handed when he became president. Uh, he's, he's, he's done a lot to, to help us. I mean, he's not, uh, uh, I didn't, and I didn't vote for him because he was black, not just because he was black. I mean, I was glad to see that our people have, have made that much progress, but I voted for him because he, he's, he was saying a lot more to me than McCain was. What good has Obama done in five years of being in office? Well, the fact that we're still a country is one thing, uh, you know, the economy has improved, and it's steadily improving. How has I mean, it improved? Cannot... Pardon me? How has it improved? Uh, how? No, how? Jobs. What? The banks The banks are, are solvent again. <laughs> the car industries are producing at record numbers. Amazing. Let me ask, do you support Obamacare? Yes. 
And what do you like about that? Well, you know, I haven't read much about it, but what I know about it, at least it offers an opportunity for, you know, everybody to have uh, enough insurance, take care of the issues of what it, you know, what happens to us as human beings. Now, it everything may not be perfect with it, and it's going to be a lot of shaping and reshaping before we get it right. But at least it was a great step in the right direction. I mean, he, he didn't do it, uh, you know, to hurt people. He did it to help people. So, I, you know, I'm going to wait and see how it pans out, and I think it's going to be okay. You know, you said something interesting. You said that, yes, you voted for Obama, not necessarily because he's black, but yet you were glad to see that he's black and that your people have made progress so are you saying that your people vision was Obama, and do your people consider that progress? You know, some people uh, that I have met, that is, some African Americans that I have met, have stated to me, Obama hasn't done anything for us. And but, but how is Obama progress for your people? That doesn't make sense to me. Obama... Well, more, more people have found jobs. More of my people Obama, are Obama, no, you, no, you're wrong. More blacks are unemployed under Obama than any other president. Who said that? Uh, black Americans are 12% of the population. Over 12% are unemployed today. Okay, and so how can we blame that on Obama when he inherited an economy that <laughs> you wasn't were about to give, You were about to give Obama credit for the jobs. Why don't you want to blame him for well, the, I'm, I'm for the loss of for jobs? What, what, for what's happening right now. Yes, that's that statistic is there. And so it's a statistic. Uh, uh, but Obama has, under Obama, most black, I mean, t- over 12% are unemployed, sir. That's not good. But I cannot imagine that you would blame that on Obama when there were, uh, you know, 2,000 uh, white presidents that came before him. Obama inherited this. And so it didn't, uh, the minute he uh, was sworn into the presidency, uh, things didn't happen immediately. I mean, things kept falling. And so right now, I think we have bottomed out. And I think Obama drove it to the bottom. That's an opinion. No, that's the truth. Says who? Me. John Hannity? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, what do you, you mean by that? With John Hannity. I'm sorry? I said, and you had coffee with Sean Hannity. I haven't. Amazing. Let me, Reverend, why do you think you are called by God? There's nothing about you at all that indicates you are called by God. You support every sin on earth. You you don't stand for righteousness at all. I mean, what made you think you've been called by God? I can't, I'm trying to find something about you to indicate that you've been called by God. Why do you think... you're not on the side of good at all. You're not an honest man. Why do you think you've been called by God? You know, Jesse, you just gave me one of the highest compliments I have ever received, unknowingly. And, what and was I that? say that because they, they said the same thing about Jesus. What was the compliment I gave you? <laughs> well, you said everything about you is not a uh, uh, you support abortion, you support same-sex marriage, you, you, you proudly supported and voted for a godless president, you're dishonest about what the man has done and is doing to the country. There's nothing to indicate that you have been called by God, that you had a, a renewed heart. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you for this compliment, Jesse, because the more you say that, the more I feel that I'm walking in the footsteps of Christ, who faced a similar kind of situation in terms of now you're going to compare yourself to Christ. Lord have mercy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Let I me take a break. When we come back, we're going to take some calls for you. 888-775-3773. 888-77-J-E-S-S-E. This is what has happened to the churches, folks, in our great nation. Back in a moment. Under Ronald, Ronald Reagan, adult, adult black unemployment fell by 20%. But under Barack Obama, it has increased by 42 percent, according to Richard Rand, economist from Washington Time, Times. Black teenage unemployment fell by 16 percent under Ronald Reagan, but has risen by 56 percent under the fall of Messiah. The increase in unemployment rate has been far worse for blacks under the fall of Messiah, Barack Obama, than for whites and Hispanics. There you have it. Oliver, Reverend Oliver White is with me. He lost two-thirds of his church after he announced that he supported same-sex marriage. He's with me. We're going to take your calls now, 888-7753-773. Also under Bush... Uh, 10.6 unemployment rates for blacks. Obama, 12.5. Bureau of Labor Statistics. So the Reverend didn't tell the truth about the unemployment uh, with all the other presidents. Reverend. <laughs> no, you didn't understand what I said. No, man, you, you didn't tell you the truth. You just did not understand what no, I said. No, no, I understood. It, you it, didn't it, tell it, the truth. It, it could get worse. I I'm slow, I'm but I'm not that slow. Out and things are going to, uh, you know, get back much better than they were before he. You know, yeah, right. We, what we seventeen trillion dollars in debt now, and then this Obamacare is going to really bankrupt okay, the country. Blame, blame that on Obama. Blame everything on Obama. He's doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the yes, phones. You and I have got to have coffee. Okay. We need a whole day. <laughs> don't put don't put anything in it. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I mean, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Ooh, I'm not. Let's go to Mays out of Dayton, Ohio. Mays, good morning. Merry Christmas. You're on with Reverend White. Good morning. Good morning, Mays. Good Merry morning. Christmas. Merry who? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Whatever you want to say, just to yourself. But that's not why I call. <laughs> I called when you asked the question of, would he be upset if his wife got an abortion? Yes. And I keep telling you, he is not God. She do not have to repent to him because he did not make the laws. You, him, and no other man on this earth did. And That's what you supposedly Christians get it wrong. And that has what so to do right with to him. Grace every day. And that has what to do with, with the Reverend supporting abortion. That's why he say he abort what a woman rights to do with her body as she wants. Because uh, he's not God and he can't punish her for what she do with it. Did, Can you punish a woman for what she does with her body? Did God uh, give a I, woman? I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare. <laughs> Thank you. And to, we get it over to some of these. Uh, you can punish a woman. With, uh, oh, they uh, May there are things that a woman cannot do with her body and, yes. and, and not go unpunished. What is grace? Who? Grace. 
That old gal that lived down there by me? Yeah, that's why you're so sick. They're sick for messed up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You either got mercy or you got grace. Which one do you care about? Uh, that's why you worry about the president each and every day in the name of Christianity. Man, does Reverend Wright sound like he was called Reverend by God? Is, yes, he does. Sound more like he's been called by God more than some of these other things I hear. So what has... Oh, bless that, you. That, that, that you have a joyful Christmas. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, don't you think so, Jesse? A what? The Reverend Wright sound more like no. he's trying to get a word over to people than these heathens Reverend Wright, here in the name of Christ. Reverend Wright was not called by God. What? Reverend Wright. How do you know? Because he has, he hasn't indicated, given us anything to, to indicate you, he hasn't, and the people that, that he like was called by when, God. You haven't either, Jesse. I haven't. And the people that don't like him, we wouldn't expect anything different. Reverend oh. Wright had done anything wrong. Okay. It's just a Washington Times. You support same-sex marriage, Mace? What? You support same-sex marriage? I'm not. I support. The, I'm married to a man. So no, no I didn't married, ask you who want. were you married to. I said, do you support same-sex marriage? I support people doing what they want to do with their own life because I they can't Maze, do that to me. You're not I answering my do question. To them for their seniors. Do you support same-sex marriage? There's no such thing. That's in y'all mind. Somebody Lord told y'all y'all supposed to walk around and do that and talk about some things. Maze, are you this. okay? Are you supporting yes. two men getting so-called marriage? I didn't. What did I tell you? If I support it or if I didn't support it, what can I do about it? Nothing. Because I cannot... I, I, I are you answering the question I'm missing it or what? Yeah, you're missing it. You always miss something. So you are answering, like you just, you are answering like my question. The Washington Times, the Washington Times that did that survey about the blacks not having a job. I, I asked her where she's been. She tell me where she's going. Came, they didn't have jobs. Maze, I asked you where you've been. You tell me where you're going. I told you where I've been. You need to find the road to get on the right one. Right. And have some grace. Merry you don't have any because you don't carry it every day. Merry Christmas. Did I say bless God? All right. Not God bless you. Okay. Have a good day. Yeah, whatever. You know, there's this old saying, Jesse, that uh, God will fight your battles. That was certainly the personification of that. Let's go to Johnny out of Atlanta, Georgia. Johnny, good morning, sir. Merry Christmas. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Hey, Merry Christmas. Good morning. Good morning. You're all with Reverend Wright. Oh, yeah, I had a question for Reverend Wright. Um, since liberal groups say that gay people born gay and they support abortion, what if I and a lot of other people felt like aborting every gay child in the womb? Would they support that too? Good question. I think I think you've taken things a little bit too far. <laughs> of course. I, I think you're you're making a mountain out of a molehill. I think you're using. No, no I'm just thinking of freedom. I'm just thinking of freedom and, and having the right to. Do as you feel to be liberated. And I, to I can't freely. imagine a society that would that would do that. I really can't. I can't. But you can imagine a society that uh, abort children every day in the black community. Uh, over eighteen hundred black babies are aborted every day. You can imagine that kind of type of a society. Well, considering that there are forty some million black people. In this country, no, that's so not the question. You that. can imagine that type of society, right? Yeah, I see that. Amazing. I live with that. Okay. Go ahead, hey, Johnny. Look, yeah, I just think I think the um, not just to say liberals, but a, a, a small insane group of America just don't got no limits, and they want people to be able to do whatever they want to do, yeah. unless it don't fit their agenda. I agree, well, man. I mean, I, I think you're taking 
Johnny, thanks for your call, buddy. Good, good feedback. Good feedback. Hold on, Reverend. Back in a moment, folks. Back to the phones. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell time and jingle bell time. I am Jesse Lee Peterson, the founder and president of the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And our purpose is to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. The problem in America today is that the families are broken and they're getting worse instead of getting better. There is a spiritual order to life and when you break that order, taking the fathers out of the homes or if the fathers are in the homes and he is not in charge of his family, the women and children will suffer. Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to rebuilding and restoring men and families. We rely on your support. Please consider making a generous tax-deductible donation to Bond today by visiting our website at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND. That's 1-800-411-2663. Your program puts out pure truth. If someone looks at efficiency in giving in terms of getting the most bang for your buck, a dollar given to you has such leverage because it goes right to the heart of the matter. And I hope people listening, I know I just started giving to Bond and I give to other good organizations. I think you guys are as good as anybody and it's it's just so pure and so truthful. Imagine if the whole United States was hearing this message. Well, thank you, man. We are rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. We don't get money from the government, never have in the 22 years of being in operation. We have a home for young men, help them find jobs, start businesses, get married, and we need your support. And we do appreciate those who are helping us. Thank you in advance. Go to bondinfo.org, bondinfo.org, or call 1-800-411-2663, 1-800-411-BOND. It's beginning to look alive. Take your hands off my white Santa. You can't have him. In 2000, speaking of abortion, folks, in 2000, white population, 75%, black population, 12%, Hispanic, 12.5%. 2010, white population, 63%, black population, 12%, Hispanic, 16%. Hispanics outnumber blacks. Thanks or no thanks to abortion. And the Reverend Oliver White's white supports abortion. Let's go out to uh, Memphis, Tennessee and talk to black conservatives. Yeah, I know you don't need people sticking up for you, but black conservatives, the word you were looking for was cognizant and not yeah. cognitive. Who is this? What's that? Let's talk to uh, 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 see what's going on with black conservative. Uh, Reverend White. Yes, sir. I'm here. Were you do you regret standing up in your church and supporting same sex marriage now that, as you say, two thirds of your congregation left? What I regret is they left. But you, uh, you don't regret your actions. People that I cared about, I loved them dearly. I, I regret that they left, but. I, I don't regret standing up. In no. support of same-sex marriage? 
in, in support of same-sex marriage, among many things I've stood up for. When you, um, before you thought that God had called you, you were a man of, you supported sin at that time, right? I don't understand what you mean by that question, Jesse. Before That's God called you, before you became a pastor, did you support sin? Sin as who defines it? No, that's not what I'm asking. Did you support sin, yes or no? Uh, Jesse, what I supported was human behavior. You're not answering the the question. Did you support sin? sin Did you support sin prior to God calling you? You know, the, the only thing I supported prior to God calling me... And by the way, sin is not up for is, debate. <laughs> well, no. You, you asked me... I, I'm going to tell you what I supported. Did, I give supported me a quick yes or no. We're out of time. Did you, support, did you support sin prior to God calling you? You know, my mind... My mind never even... Because you uh, clearly supported now. That, you know, to blame somebody, to you prosecute s- somebody. Reverend, to, Reverend uh, White, Reverend White, you clearly support sin now. I appreciate you coming on, sir. Thank you. Organization of a new destiny. Views expressed by guests and callers on today's program may not necessarily represent the views of the station. For more information, call 1-800-411-BOND. That's 1-800-411-BOND. Or visit our website at bondinfo.org.